Welcome back to the Eat Me in St. Louis podcast. My name is Nick. And I'm Travis. And we are two humans that like consuming food and recording conversations about them and putting them on the internet. Well, for two humans, you really said that like a robot. (laughs) (laughs) Today, we're going to be talking about a restaurant called Zenwich, located in the Central West End. Uh, but before we do that, how have you been doing? Uh, been doing good. Um, I don't know. We haven't been eating out a lot. We got Zenwich, of course, but... Well, we should talk about, you and I actually went to a restaurant. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that. That was a wonderful experience. Yeah, we went to Alpha Brewing and tried their September special, which is a schnitzel sandwich, and it was fantastic. Uh, I think this episode's gonna come out in September, so you've got a little bit of time left if you want to check it out. Um, it's got like a mushroom gravy sauce on it, and they make these in-house pickles, and I I had never eaten there before. I had drinks one time, but it was really, really good. So when I ate there, they were actually like a Mexican concept, and so they've definitely like shifted now, and uh, they're doing more like burgers and things like that. But yeah, the schnitzel sandwich, which most influencers, if you will, have to say when something's an ad. But like, we we didn't get paid for this. That this is just a legitimately amazing sandwich that we yeah. got to try. We are influencers. That's the point Travis is trying to make. <laughs> no, no, no. But I did want to say, like, you know, all of our love for this special is coming from, like, a real place that we, Nick and I, got to sit and have a couple beers and try this sandwich. And it was a great experience. They're doing social distancing well. Yeah, definitely, if Nick is able to get this episode out by the end of the month, uh, go try this special. And I can't wait to see what they come up with next. Yeah. And you mentioned that they had a Mexican-themed menu there before. If Am I remembering this correct, that it was originally Plantain Girl from Mayo Ketchup? Uh, yes. Yeah. One of our uh, yeah, okay. last featured uh, episodes a few months back uh, with Mayo Ketchup. Uh, so, yeah, definitely a shift. They they have a new chef there. Uh, his name's Eric. He was nice enough to come out and talk to us. Yeah, just a lot of love for food there. Uh, he is just a genuinely nice guy that cares about what he's putting on the plate. So, uh, yeah, definitely look for the special this month, but look for everything else that they're going to be coming out with. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, let's talk about Zenwich. This is a place that has three locations now it was originally started in elmhurst illinois and the founders of it moved to florida and chai plowentham who is the owner of blue ocean has been for 12 years uh that was like one of his favorite restaurants from the chicago area and he decided to buy it and opened up another location in chicago and one here we have definitely been talking about how hard it's been for restaurants during COVID-19. This is one that's opened during COVID-19. So Yeah, and they were originally planning on opening in March, I think, and when everything happened, they delayed it and had, I think, a couple of delays and then just decided, you know what, it's time to do it. I read something where Chai had said that he was tired of just sitting around and wanted to get out there and make food again and so they opened it as just a takeout spot but they do have some dine-in seating available now definitely a lot of props for opening during covid because there are a lot of places that are just having a hard enough time keeping their doors open right now yeah absolutely uh, another thing about this place is it's a fusion restaurant i was 
thinking about this earlier, and it seems like we talk about fusion all the time on here. And I went back through our episodes, and it hasn't been uh, too many of them, but we did go to the Bow in Clayton, and then, of course, Taco Buddha in University City. This place is doing sandwiches with an Asian flavor to them, and that's how it was originally created, but when... Chai brought it here. They'd been doing ramen at Blue Ocean for a while, and he decided to bring over some of that, too. So they have six different sandwiches and six different ramen flavors there now. So right now they're open for curbside, but they also have a really interesting dine-in concept. So when they were talking about opening, they wanted to do something a little different. And Chai had found this concept where you can scan a QR code on a kiosk screen and order and pay for your food at your table. So minimal contact, you scan, you order, they bring you what you order, and then you pay all from your phone. So right now, seems like genius forethought to have something like this. I would have loved also that just quarantine. Could just go in, scan something, order off my phone. That's so easy. And, you know, don't have to talk to anybody. I can see on my phone... I, you can choose which ingredients you don't want and things like that and make sure that it's right. Um, it's great. Yeah. So he's quoted saying, it's designed to have little to no interaction at all. And I can't tell you how much that is like Hannah's dream dining experience. Just bring me my food and then I will eat and leave. And yeah, <laughs> we don't have to deal with each other at all. <laughs> Are you sure she's not trying to give you a hint and she doesn't <laughs> want to talk to you either? Yeah. I mean, that. yeah, that's a real possibility, but... So before we talk about our experience, let's listen to some Yelp reviews. Yelp. Malika H. from Los Angeles, California said, This place definitely reminds me of the amazing flavors of home, Los Angeles. Great customer service, delicious, great quality ingredients, and great prices. My husband and I wanted to literally try everything on the menu. And if it had not been 97 degrees outside, we'd probably have had the ramens too. It's interesting that it reminded her of Los Angeles. But the thing about eating ramen during the summer, I could totally agree with that. We got some kind of recently just because it was like rainy and it was seemed like a good opportunity to do it. Um, but whenever winter hits, it's just like that's something I crave. Nick, I am embarrassed to say that ramen is a blind spot in my culinary experience. Really? Uh, the only ramen I've ever had is from the little packages that are 10 cents at the grocery store. Oh, uh, I mean, I'm not going to knock those, but really good ramen is incredible. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Haley S. from St. Louis, Missouri says, this place is a gym. I was ordering delivery at work and thought Zinwich sounded really interesting, so I gave it a try. Uh, paired the teriyaki chicken katsu with their skinny fries, uh, and I will definitely be coming into their shop. So impressed by the sandwich. Michelle K. from St. Louis, Missouri said, My daughter and I ordered Taiwanese spicy beef ramen and a Thai barbecue sandwich. We liked both dishes a lot. The sandwich was our favorite. The sauce in the sandwich was just the right amount of sauce to add flavor, but not make the sandwich sloppy. The sandwich, ha- <laughs> the sandwich had nice fresh cucumber slices. I I have to say, cucumber slices on a sandwich are the best. Like, are you a cucumber fan? Oh, oh. See now, now we're gonna fight. Um. So, uh, cucumber slices on a sandwich are great in moderation. You have to be really careful 
of how much cucumber you put on a sandwich, or else you're not tasting anything else besides cucumber. I, I mean, I guess so, but I feel like cucumber is kind of a subtle flavor, and it just adds that crispness that she's talking about and, uh, and freshness and can really change a sandwich. Yeah, but it can also change it for the worse. So I, I just feel like, you know, in in small amounts, yeah, it definitely does exactly what you're saying. It adds just a little bit of crunch, a little bit of extra texture. But if you go overboard on cucumber, you might as well throw the sandwich away because that's that's all you're tasting. Just give me a cucumber between two buns, man. <laughs> Hey, this is Nick. Quick interruption. Um, we try to find interesting and fun Yelp reviews to talk about both positive and negative. Sandwich right now has a 4.5 out of only 12 reviews. But there was one negative review that I read after we went there, and I wasn't really sure if I wanted to bring it up during the episode because it wasn't about the food and wasn't even really about Zenwich. But it stuck with me, and here I am. Uh, it was about the owner's other restaurant, Blue Ocean Sushi, which we talk about a bit later, um, being a toxic environment for women. And I'm not going to get into the specifics, but I've worked in restaurants, and it's tough work and often a thankless job. And that's before you have some people treating you as less than human. So just be aware of where you're spending your money. There's a organization called St. Louis Against Sexual Assault that is a local group that's trying to raise awareness about this sort of thing in the service industry and anywhere else. You can find them at stlasa at gmail.com, and they'll provide information, resources, and support for anyone who needs it. Okay, that's it. Let's get back to our dumb podcast. Before we jump in, to what we thought about it. Nick, why did you choose Zenwich? Uh, this was your pick, and I always like to know a little bit of the thinking behind uh, what drew you to want to review this place. I I started making a list of places that have meals that I've seen on Instagram that I just am like, I have to have that. And I didn't put too much thought into it, really. You asked me what I wanted to do for the next episode, and I went to my list, and I picked the one at the top. So I didn't know anything about them going in, but thought it might be a good place to try. Plus, I love fusion, you know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, had you heard of them before? I had never heard of them. And in fact, I never put two and two together before I went to the menu to order that this was a fusion place. I just thought mm -hmm. Zenwich was like another like little clever name for a sandwich restaurant. So I was almost expecting something like snarfs or fozzies or something like that just like you know kind of your regular sandwiches i never had any clue that this was fusion yeah so speaking of that do you know what zen means um tell me zen is the direct experience of what we might call ultimate reality or the absolute Yet it is not separate from the ordinary, the relative. So Zen comes from a Chinese Buddhism meditation practice during the Tang Dynasty, and it later developed into various schools and kind of evolved into this holistic mindfulness mm -hmm. part of life that it's become today. But I wanted to give you a little bit of background because when I started thinking about, you know, like Zenwich and making the connection between the fusion and the sandwiches. I was like, well, what does Zen mean? 
And now our listeners know, too. Mm-hmm. You kind of have a general sense of it, but I did not know the history or anything. So in talking about our experiences, it occurred to me getting ready for this episode that, you know, when we were going to come back during quarantine, I thought that was going to be something that we were missing from the show because a big part of the discussion about a restaurant is the dine-in experience. But it's occurred to me now that I'm starting to go to more restaurants that this is even more important now because the ordering process and the safety and, you know, curbside, all of these things are things that you have to think about. And a lot of times you don't know what you're getting. Do I have to tell them on the phone that I want them to bring it out to my card? Are they going to call me? How does this work? Uh, so I think, you know, this will be a good part of the episode. Yeah, and it's going to be... We'll see. It's it's going to be interesting for us as well, because uh, we are going to really try to balance knowing that takeout and curbside are probably not the model that anyone went into this planning for. But at the same time, we're on month six of quarantine. So it's about to that point where, you know, we want our listeners to know what is the takeout experience? What is the curbside experience? So if you're going to try one of these restaurants right now, you kind of know what to expect. Yeah. Um, So I found their ordering experience to be good. They use a website app thing called Toast Takeout. And when you go to the website, the thing pops up immediately and it says, order now or later. And I was a little intimidated because I was like, I just want to look at the menu. But if you click it, you're not committed to it. You can still just browse. (laughs) And then there's six of each sandwiches and ramen. So, Nick, what did you end up going with? Did you end up up going with a sandwich or did you end up going with ramen? Uh, I got one of each. Oh, nice. Yeah. How about you? Uh, I went sandwich. I've never had ramen. I figured this was not the time. Never will. (laughs) (laughs) So when I went in, I had easy parking, which is not always the case in Central West End. I walked inside and uh, there was a a big bag on the counter that said my name on it. And I just walked up and I said, this is me. And he said, okay, so if you want a free meal, walk in and say, this is me. (laughs) Okay, normally I would give you trouble for saying something like that, but I had the exact same experience. Really? (laughs) It was just a brown bag sitting on the counter with my name on it, and I walked up and I said, I think this is mine, and he pointed at the bag, and I took it. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, he just gave me a nod, and I walked out. There were a couple of people who were dining in there. They were spaced out. I think they've got patio seating sometimes, too. But yeah, the whole pickup was very easy. So when we say patio seating, it is pretty limited. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, we're talking about maybe two tables. So if you're looking for somewhere, you know, with like a big wide open patio, please keep in mind this is in the middle of Central West End. So that's not really the experience you'll be getting. Yeah, it's more like sidewalk seating with one table on either side of the door. Exactly. Yeah. So you want to talk about the food? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's why we started this podcast. <laughs> I guess so. We are two <laughs> humans that consume food. Uh, since they have a limited menu, I'm just going to read off what sandwiches they have. They've got a spicy garlic shrimp, a basil. (laughs) Everyone's favorite segment, Nick (laughs) reads the menu to you. (laughs) You know how much I hate lists, but I'm going to do it anyway. (laughs) They've got a basil crab cake, Thai barbecue, chicken teriyaki katsu, and Korean cheesesteak, and then a vegan sandwich. 
Uh, which sandwich did you get? I got two sandwiches. So, uh... Oh, wait, oh, can I guess? Uh, yeah, go ahead and guess which sandwiches... Okay, Hannah does this to me all the time, so much that I change my orders so she can't successfully guess what I Just... got. If you can start... <laughs> Like, successfully guessing what I'm getting from restaurants, I've really got to take a look at myself. Oh, I've got this. Without a doubt, you got the Korean cheesesteak. Your silence? Yes, that is one of the sandwiches. <laughs> and the Thai barbecue. Uh, that is really depressing. But, you know, I just, I, you had I a... looked for the ones that had the least amount of vegetables in them. No, that's not true. Hey, hey. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, okay, but let me explain why uh -huh. I got those two sandwiches. Uh, because of the app they use, it shows their most popular items at the top. Mm. And so to give Zimlich a fair shake, I wanted to try their two most popular sandwiches, which are the Thai barbecue and the Korean cheesesteak. I... I wonder if that's, like, updated live or something, because I could swear that the spicy garlic shrimp was the other one for me. Uh, that is number three also. on the list. Oh, okay. Yes. Travis's top five sandwiches. <laughs> no, Zenwich's app, top five sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the Korean cheesesteak was the sandwich I got, and that was the one that I mentioned I had seen on Instagram and was just like, I have to have that. That was the siren song of a cheesesteak that brought you into Zinwich. Yes, it was. <laughs> uh, what did you think of it? Okay, so before I get into what I think of the Korean cheesesteak, let me tell you what was on it. So it's Korean-style marinated beef brisket, wok-charred caramelized onions and mushroom with mozzarella, scallions, and drizzled with sesame seed oil. So... It's kind of a fusion take on a cheesesteak. When I first got it, I'll say I wasn't, like, blown away. I really thought that it was going to be just something truly incredible because one thing that this place does have is photography. Yeah, that's true. They are great at taking pictures of their food. It looked so appetizing, so, like, unique, but... Part of that was the takeout experience. So it wasn't like piping hot when I got it. It had cooled off a little bit. So I tried one half and then the second half, I actually uh, heated up a little mm. bit. And that kind of brought all the flavor back to life. So you can really tell that they mean for you to eat this one uh, really hot and fresh uh, because that is what makes all of those unique flavors really work together and meld together in that sandwich. Uh, and the second time when I heated it up, it was a much better experience and a much more cohesive, uh, cohesive sandwich. I have to say I was not a big fan of it. I, I really liked the bread. It had that going for it. Uh, it's on a ciabatta but the proportions that you were talking about i thought were way off to me for my sandwich it was so much onion and i like onions sauteed onion fantastic uh they were good but it was just so much of it that that's all i could taste and i even had to open up my sandwich to see if there was cheese on it because i wasn't tasting any of that and it was just like i could see some of the meat that was sticking to the bun in a way that i guess was cheese but it wasn't a whole lot of it. That's always a great I, way to describe a sandwich. I guess it was cheese. <laughs> I'm just saying, if 
cheese is one of the three words in the sandwich's name. I don't think it was delivering for that. It should have been a Korean onion steak sandwich. <laughs> okay, if we're going to talk about proportions, mm-hmm. then I want to get right into the Thai barbecue sandwich. Uh, so that was the other sandwich I got from Zenwich, and that is slice roasted barbecue pork belly, daikon, carrots, pickled cucumber, jalapeno, and cilantro with a Thai-style tamarind fish sauce. However, there is also a tangy sweet aioli that they put on that. So that's important, and that's going to come up later. But... Our argument earlier about cucumbers, this is the sandwich that made me argue that too much cucumber is too much cucumber because it was hunks of cucumber on this Thai barbecue sandwich. Um, So am I right that it says uh, it's pickled cucumber? Yeah. Yeah. And so maybe... Wait, hold on. Isn't that just pickles? You know, I thought so, too. When I saw pickled cucumber, I was like, oh, so, like, dill pickles. <laughs> but It's a pickle. That's what we call pickles. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. I, I am not sure what the difference is between a pickled cucumber, which I always assumed was just a dill pickle, and an actual pickle. But I am going to put this challenge forth to... Oh, yeah. You know who would love to find out the difference between a pickled cucumber and a pickle? Oh, she's, she's going to hate us for Love this to research one. that? <laughs> All right, Francie, can you tell us what that difference is? Francie, yeah. fact check. Okay, so here's your pickle tutorial. First of all, you do realize that not all pickled cucumbers, also known as pickles, are dill pickles. There are bread and butter pickles, gherkins, and sweet pickles, which I think are hideous, but apparently some people like them. Also, folks get into pickling all sorts of things. You can find pickled carrots, pickled onions, pickled peppers, remember Peter Piper? Even pickled watermelon rind. My guess as to why the Zenwich menu specifies pickled cucumbers and not just, as we might think is obvious, pickles, was that they probably serve cucumbers pickled a special way to accompany their creation and not just regular pickles out of a jar. But I called the restaurant to inquire and was told that they're just using sliced cucumbers. The gentleman who answered the phone said they used to pickle them, but now they just slice and serve them. And you thought this was going to be a silly answer to a silly question. Ha, carry on. Oh, it makes so much sense now. <laughs> you assume that. We don't actually know what her answers. <laughs> what if it's just like, there is no difference? That's totally made up. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> we, of course, you know, we record her segment later, and it's always fun to come back from it and <laughs> pretend like we actually heard it. But, uh, all right. Thank you, Francie. Okay. So, the Thai barbecue sandwich, I don't know what it was, but something was off. I don't know if it was the sweet aioli that the flavor wasn't working. I don't know if it was the overabundance of the pickled cucumber. I'm not sure if it was the uh, the tamarind fish sauce that was throwing me off. But every time I took a bite, it was something is making this sandwich not taste good. Mm. <laughs> and I could not figure out what it was. On the first half, I ate it, 
as it was intended. Uh, you know, I always want to eat it the right way first or the way they recommend it first. So I don't, you know, give opinions based on what I did to the sandwich. But with the second half, I was just trying to fix it. So I warmed it up. I took like some of the cucumber off and it still tasted weird. It was just like this. One of the flavors just did not work with the rest of the sandwich. And I'm not sure what it was. If I could figure it out, if I could pinpoint what was not melding, uh, you could, I would. You can do that. There's what? Eight ingredients. Go back and order eight sandwiches with one ingredient <laughs> missing on each of them. Oh, okay. Great. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to think you're a I'm crazy I'm going to do all that work just to get an okay sandwich. <laughs> uh, Finally, I can yeah. rest. Uh, but but if, I, if I could have pinpointed it, then I would try it again, taking that thing off. But as it was constructed, as the recommended build, there was something that just didn't work. So I, got, I, I mentioned that I got uh, ramen also. We went with the spicy miso ramen, which was spicy but not too hot. Angie said it made my nose run. That's nice. But that's got <laughs> <laughs> pork, ginger, and – oh, wait. Hold on. I don't have that. I want Angie to start doing Yelp reviews. I know. It made my nose run. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, that's got slow-roasted pork belly, miso paste – Crushed chili, fish broth, fish cake, bamboo, and scallions. And um, the fish cakes are those little – you don't eat ramen, but do you know those little pink swirly things? Have you seen those? Uh, no. No, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand what they are. God, we wasted our fancy fact check. <laughs> um, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> She's uh, only contractually obligated to do one yeah. a show. <laughs> we gotta be smarter about this dress. <laughs> we wasted it on the uh, difference between pickles and pickles. <laughs> um, anyway, they're these little spirally things that are pink and white and are kind of surreal and fake looking, but they're delicious. And yeah, the ramen. It was good, but, you know, ramen ramen lives or dies on its broth. And I've had some really good ramen around the city here. Uh, Nami is my personal favorite. And, you know, for me, if I'm going to go to a ramen place, I'm going to go to another place. <laughs> you know, I... <laughs> I... Man, I what a glowing their... review on our first one back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Go somewhere else. Jeez. Um, uh. Well, you know, I researched the place after I went there, and I... Always the right to... order to do things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, there's... When you go to a restaurant and there's, like, ten pages of different things, you start to be like, oh, do they do anything right? Um, this wasn't that, but just the fact that they have, you know, these, this different set of menus there, I, I thought that that might've been the issue with it, but then, you know, come to find out that they've been doing ramen at Blue Ocean for years and are bringing that over there. I, I haven't had Blue Oceans, so I don't know if it's a step down or not, but it was just okay. Okay. 
so I did have one other thing, which is definitely worth mentioning. The seasoned fries. Now, Nick, when I say a place has seasoned fries, what do you imagine? Um, I think of them as being very lightly seasoned and tasting more like a funnel cake. No. What? No. <laughs> did you have the seasoned fries? <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> I was like, Why that do you is think the I worst description. That is not at all. And, and then I was like, oh, he's he's had these. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you for a moment think that you were in some alternate Berenstain Bears universe and that in your world season fries mean something different? Yeah, I was like, wait, I always thought season fries were supposed to be like a little like Cajun seasoning or something on them. And yeah. I was like, am I the crazy one? Is this what they're supposed to taste like? Yeah, season fries, they normally have onion, garlic, basil, parsley, oregano, thyme, and cayenne. I actually looked that up because I was like, these aren't seasoned fries. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? They were really good. Um, when wait, wait, I, we I, have to explain these seasoned fries before you get I, into your review. They I, are sweet. I, they are they yes. they have like sugar on them. It, it was the weirdest. It, it thing. It tastes like funnel cake, right? It a little bit. It 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 tasted like. <laughs> uh, were you ever a kid? Yeah, and you. Oh, <laughs> that wasn't it. Uh, you mix up the salt and sugar. And, like, all of a sudden, you're, like, making coffee, and you put a teaspoon of salt in it, oh, and yeah. you're like, oh, I've I've messed this up. That's what I thought they did. I was like, oh, they got their sugar and salt confused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was confused, because when I open it, um, they, they also have a, a regular unseasoned fry, and so I was like, oh, I must have gotten the wrong one. I'm curious if the other one is sweet also, but that was a big surprise biting into it yeah well it says that their plain fries have sea salt on them and their seasoned fries it just says house seasoning um that might be one that they give a little bit more <laughs> uh explanation, explanation to yeah so you know that you're getting a sweet house seasoning yeah um it's not super sugary or anything but it it's just kind of got a light sweetness to it and isn't very salty it's more sweetness than you're expecting from a French oh, yeah. fry. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> okay, but it was weird, but it was good. I mean, it was different. It, it was, like, I, I had no yeah. problem. The crispiness of the fries was right. They were, like, really hot and fresh. So I'm not complaining about the seasoning on the fries. I just want our listeners to know, like, it's, it's no. very different. It's just false advertising. Yep. And they give you a lot of them, too. We had... Big old bag full of them, and we ate them all up. Um, I got a couple of the other sides, too. I got teriyaki vegetables, which was like a fried potato onion cake hmm. in little slices. Again, super oniony. <laughs> uh, like, that's all I could taste in it. If they had other vegetables in it, I couldn't tell. Angie actually said uh, it tastes like White Castle onion rings are supposed to taste like <laughs> Now, I thought this was weird because, you know, you and I both done this in the past where we're eating at a nice restaurant and we compare it to McDonald's or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I I thought she was baiting me into saying that on the podcast, which I now have done. But <laughs> then she goes on to tell me that 
she remembers eating White Castle onion rings when she was five. She hasn't had them <laughs> since she was five, and she has a specific food memory. So you're right. She should be writing Yelp reviews. <laughs> And she should probably take my place on this podcast because she's much better at understanding flavor and, re- and remembering it. Yeah, that works for me. Okay. Later. <laughs> she just walks in. Uh, and then she walks in and says one sentence for the rest of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the last thing I got was the wasabi slaw. And of everything that I had, that was my favorite version of what it could have been. That was really interesting. It was a creamy slaw and had just a hint of wasabi. I'd never had that before, but it makes perfect sense, and it was really good. So I am a little disappointed that you did not get the crab rangoon. I didn't get the crab rangoon, but let me tell you why. They call it the goons on uh, their menu, which was... I would not have ordered that either. So, kind of strike one. Uh, also, it's like the only photo on their menu that doesn't look great. And I I don't know why, but, like, hmm. I, I think they should really, like, retake that picture to give it, you know, a little more credit. Uh, Crab Rangoon is my favorite food. <laughs> which... <laughs> we are very sophisticated. <laughs> Whatever. But, yeah, Crab Rangoon is my favorite food. And I didn't get the Crab Mm -hmm. Rangoon here. And I actually really enjoy the ones at Blue Ocean. So I hope they're similar. But, uh, yeah, I don't know why. It just didn't reach out and grab me from their menu. Hmm. Um, All right. Let's uh, give our reviews and final thoughts. I want to start off my review by saying it is an admirable thing to open during COVID-19. Not only... Is it very difficult to get started? But I'm also, I'm, I'm sure that it's hard to uh, set up standards. I'm sure it's hard to, uh, you know, get an operating procedure down, train a staff, have them, you know, not only learn to cook your food, but also how to do it with, you know, takeout only and then opening a dining room and trying to figure all that out. It's incredibly difficult. Um That being said, it really felt like there was a disconnect between the idea behind the food and the execution. So, like we talked about before, um, you know, the proportions uh, were challenging. One thing that Hannah got was the chicken teriyaki katsu, but she actually got that on the quinoa wrap. And it wasn't wrapped well. Mm. Like, it fell apart. So, it just feels like there's a lot of great thought um, a lot of great uh, planning, uh, a lot of uh, talent and love behind the ingredients and the, um, the, the concepts behind the food. And, you know, having enjoyed Blue Ocean for years, I'm sure that Chai is like, he's going to fix things. Like, he's going to get it up to the standards that they have at Blue Ocean, which is incredible. Uh, that one of my favorite sushi places in town, but I just didn't feel like Zenwich was there. Yeah, you mentioned the thought behind it. Oh, what's your what's your score? Okay, well, I didn't know if we wanted a little bit of discussion, and then I could give you my score. But um, I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> that, that's fair. So overall, I would give it a two. I think it hit some 
highlights. It had some really interesting concepts there. The fries were really inventive, which I thought was fun. Once I warmed up the Korean cheesesteak, I thought a lot of the flavors were there uh, that really came through well. I would be interested in dining in trying everything, you know, hot and fresh as it came to my table. But this experience, it just felt a little bit sloppy, a little bit like it needed some extra refinement, maybe a little extra training in the kitchen for Chai to his staff. So right now I'm going to give it a two, but with optimism for the future. Yeah. <laughs> you talked about the thinking behind it, and and I think you're right that it is pretty well thought out. It's a Somewhat minimal menu. Um, they have, you know, each sandwich has a different protein on it. Um, all of them can be made with uh, gluten-free options. You mentioned the quinoa wrap, um, and you can get them vegetarian. And, you know, it's interesting that he decided to add the ramen to the menu. Um, but it just didn't hit with me. I I think they should rename that Philly cheesesteak or actually put some cheese on it. <laughs> and they should call them funnel cake fries because that's what they are. Or sweetie fries. Sweetie fries. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I would go back there, but I'm not in a hurry to. If I end up in a situation where I'm with somebody and I'm like, I want a sandwich. And they're like, I want ramen. Then... <laughs> maybe I'll pick this place. But so I think once like things get back to some semblance of normal, this will be a great lunch spot for the Central West End. Yeah. So all the sandwiches are between like eight fifty and nine fifty. You know, the ramen sits right around like twelve dollars. The sides are like between three and five dollars. So like a really approachable price point for this place, but it just feels like they have a few kinks to work out. Yeah. And yeah, like I said, I'd rather go to Nami for ramen or Noodle House. If I wanted sandwiches, I'd go to the Banh Mi shop or... The Gramophone. Or the Gramophone or any other sandwich place. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> no, it was, it, it was, it was okay. The, like I said, the bread was good. It's just the balance of the onions just really threw me off. And uh, So knowing how critical you are, I'm guessing five stars? Uh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm going to give it a two. I wasn't so turned off from it that I wouldn't go back, but it didn't do a whole lot for me. Yep. So, uh, that is our review. I think we're both looking forward to seeing, um, you know, if if this place kind of gets its feet under it, uh, gets up to speed, uh, this would be a great candidate for a revisit later on. I know that we've talked about doing a few of those uh, coming up. And let us know if we're totally off. Uh, Hannah thinks I'm way wrong. She really enjoyed this place and would definitely go back. Let us know what you think. Have you tried Zenwich? Do you think it's much better than the two we gave it? Uh, yeah. Let us know. We don't know what we're talking about. We don't say that enough. I feel like that should be part of our introduction. <laughs> uh, that, yeah, that should be like the subtitle yeah. of our podcast. We don't know what we're talking about. Uh, <laughs> all right. That's about it. Thank you for listening. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram at the Eat Me in St. Louis podcast. Uh, if you get a chance, we talked a lot of sandwiches, but if you listen to this before the end of September, really go by Alpha Brewing. Grab that schnitzel sandwich. That is worth uh, every bit of the trip. It was incredible. And if you're listening to this in October, 
get whatever they have then and tell us what it is because we're curious. Uh, if you have any ideas or suggestions of where we should go next, we are always looking for those hidden gems in the city. You know, we keep our eye on new restaurants, but if you see one we've missed, uh, we would love to check it out. So please let us know. All right. Thanks, everyone. And we'll talk to you soon. And tell Mitch I said hi. Hi.